0: Well, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, the video is only 19 seconds long, but it has received over 14 million views on YouTube. When it was first posted on TikTok, it got 16, or I'm sorry, it got 2 million views in the first 16 hours. It's a clip of a young boy's graduation ceremony. He looks like he's maybe in elementary school. He's wearing his cute little blue cap and gown. In the video, he walks across the gym to find his seat. But as he does, you can see him wipe a tear from his face. Once he finds his chair, he kind of slumps down and crosses his arms. His expression's just heartbroken. This was his Special day, and nobody showed up for him. You can just see the pain on his face and how he feels so alone. Then he looks up and spots the person holding the camera. He sits up straight, almost jumping out of his seat, gets this huge smile, and starts waving his hand like crazy. His entire demeanor changes in an instant because somebody showed up for him. And that's the end of the video. Right, 19 seconds and 14 million views. 14 million people who say, this is why you show up. The boy thought nobody was there for him, but he was wrong. Now, this video helped me think about the importance of showing up. right, think of it like this. All of us get 24 hours in a day, right? Those who are rich, those who are poor, those who are somewhere in between, those who are old, those who are young, those who are somewhere in between, right? Everybody gets 24 hours. You don't have to work for them or earn them. You just get them every single day. So the question is, what do you spend that time on? What do you show up for? The sand in your hourglass falls at a steady rate every day. So, what does it fall on? I've recently become convinced that how people spend their time says a whole lot more about what's important to them than how they spend their money. I mean, it's really easy to give money to something, and that, that money is important. But actually showing up to something, that takes actual commitment. That takes planning and sacrifice and reorganizing your schedule. That takes thinking about somebody else. Like the young boy in the video, he didn't think his family valued him enough to show up for his graduation. And then he was surprised when they did. So the fact that they were there meant that he was important to them, right? That joy that he felt isn't something you can buy with money. Maybe you know this experience. Maybe you remember when somebody showed up for you. Maybe it was during your graduation or a sporting event or a concert or a play. Maybe it was your wedding. Maybe it was a funeral for one of your loved ones and your friend showed up for you. The fact that they were there, that they rearranged their schedule to make you a priority, it made a world of difference for you. If they didn't show up, then you would know that something else was more important to them at that moment. Or think about the things that you show up for. Right? Like maybe you wouldn't miss any of the events that your kids or your grandkids are at. Maybe you take time to have family dinners every night. Maybe you show up for work or school because you know that's important. Maybe you're the one who goes to funerals to support your friends. Or maybe it's like worship today. Right? I mean, there are plenty of other things that you could have done this morning but you chose to be here or you chose to watch online or you chose to listen to the sermon podcast because this matters to you or pastor carrier, you decided to show up today to be with us. You could have been doing anything else somewhere else, but you chose to be here with us. You're giving us some of your time today to go over those congregational vitality surveys. And you're helping us take our next steps in ministry together. By being here, you are saying that this, that we are important to you. And I thank you for that. But what does all this have to do with Reformation Sunday? Or the text that we've got today? Well, listen again to what the Gospel reading says. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Well, in the Gospel of John, the word is not just what Jesus says. The word is Jesus himself. Right? The prologue famously tells us that the word became flesh and lived among us. So to continue in his word doesn't just mean read the Bible every day even though that's important, but rather stay in relationship with Jesus. When we stay in relationship with him, then we will know the truth, and the truth will make us free. That's because, as we hear later in the passage, it is the Son who makes us free. Or in other words, the Son who makes us free is the truth that sets us free. It's just two ways of saying the same thing. In just a moment here, we'll sing one of Martin Luther's hymns called, Lord, Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word. And the first verse says this. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Curb those who by deceit or sword would wrest the kingdom from your son and bring to naught all he has done. There are people and forces in this world that do not want us to be in relationship with Jesus. They don't want us to show up for him. Sometimes they try to steal you away by deceit or sword. But in today's world, though, we have another even more powerful weapon that attacks us. Apathy. Sometimes people just don't care about Jesus. They would rather live comfortable, distracted lives of drive through windows and smartphone apps than they would the hard and challenging life of following Jesus. They are clearly not continuing in his word. They are clearly not in relationship with him. They are clearly not showing up for him. In this text, Jesus is calling his disciples to show up. Not just physically, but emotionally and mentally and spiritually, too. That's what it means to continue in his word. To be in relationship with. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody, you're all in. It's not just about being there physically. like Maybe you've been in a relationship with someone... And even though you're physically close together, you still feel worlds apart. You might even sleep in the same bed next to them, but you don't really feel close to them. Being in a relationship with someone is about showing up physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually. Or think of it this way. Think of a time when Somebody took you somewhere, even though you really didn't want to go there. You were physically in that place, but mentally you had checked out. You were counting down the minutes until it was time to go. That's not what it means to show up either. Okay? To show up means to see this thing or this person as a priority. And live as if they matter to you. In this scene, these Jews who had believed in Jesus didn't really show up. Yes, they were physically there with him, but spiritually they were in a different place. Because they were struck by that phrase, the truth will make you free. Because they didn't think they were enslaved to begin with. Today, a lot of people think that way too. I mean, we live in the land of the free, in the home of the brave, right? We aren't slaves to anybody. We can do whatever we want. We don't need Jesus. So then, why does anybody follow him at all? Why do people show up for Jesus? Why do people actually do the hard work of being his disciples? Because we know that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. And we know that it is Jesus, the Son, the truth, who sets us free. This is what transformed Martin Luther's own life. Early on, he was so focused on working hard because he thought that would make up for his own sinfulness. But then he realized that Jesus is the one who sets him free. He couldn't work his way out of his own sinful state. And neither can we. This is the good news that he shared with the people in Germany. And it's the same good news that we share with others today. Jesus sets us free or in other or words. <coughs> excuse me, in other words, Jesus shows up for us. Jesus shows up for you. I think about it. Jesus did not have to come here and be with us. He did not have to spend time in our world and take on our human condition. He didn't have to go to the cross. But he showed up for you. He willingly made that commitment, that choice, that sacrifice to be here for you. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that changes things. The boy in that video knew how that presence changes things. Even though he had worked really hard, he was still very sad. Until he saw that somebody was there for him. Yes, his hard work mattered. But the thing that changed his life was seeing that someone was there for him. He practically jumped out of his seat with joy. In the same way, Jesus gives us that joy when we see that he's here for us, too. We can be in relationship with him. We can continue in his word because he chose to be in relationship with us. And because Jesus is here for us, because he has set us free from sin, death, and the devil, as Luther liked to say, now we get to be there for others. Right? This is why you filled out those congregational vitality surveys. Or even if you didn't fill out a survey, that's why you're here to listen to what Pastor Kerrigan says at lunch today about them. And this is why you want to follow God into whatever our future holds. You want to show up to the life that God is giving us here at St. Paul. You want to be part of something wonderful, something that God is already doing, and something that God will continue to do. You want to show up not only for God, but also for your neighbor both in this place and in the world, and that's awesome. In showing up, you are admitting that this matters to you. This is how God reforms the church and reforms the world, through people who are committed to share the joyful good news with others. When you show up, When you take this discipleship seriously, when you remind others that you were there for them, and more importantly, that Jesus is there for them, then don't be surprised if they practically jump out of their seats with joy. That's how reformation happens, my friends. Because the good news changes people's lives. In Jesus' day, in Luther's day, and in our day. And we can't help but be joyful about that. So in the name of the one who showed up for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.